Hey guys, Barney here with a little update. I want to give a quick thanks to AB Universe for sponsoring The Big Top. Taking over production responsibilities has been a huge undertaking, and I'm extremely grateful to have such a fantastic sponsor, whose products I have used for years and can personally vouch for. You can now use my promo code BIGTOP to get 10% off your order at abuniverse.com. That's abuniverse.com. Thanks again to ABU for sponsoring this podcast. Do not listen to this podcast. It's Derek Smith. And welcome to The Big Top. I am your host, Barney, and today I am joined by someone responsible for so much of the pervert I am today, Pup Pinchy. Pinchy and I met in Berlin at my first ever event, gave me my first spanking experience, as well as so much more, and will probably be the reason I finally mess myself. Today's story time comes from Fluffy, who writes, Some stories I would rather have avoided. Hello there. I've brought some fine stories about getting caught that happened to me in my teenage kink discovery phase in which I often wasn't careful enough with hiding things. After all, I really like telling these stories from time to time, even if I would rather not have experienced them. I'll try to make it short. So the first one was me experiencing my diaper kink, as I often folded towels like a cloth diaper and wore them around my room when I was 13 years old or so. My mum never caught me doing this, but was often curious about those towels lying around in a certain position. I could always talk myself out of this easily, but something that wasn't so easy follows. So as a teen, I didn't have any money, so I couldn't afford diapers, but there was the Dry Nights website that always sent out some free test pull-ups. So that was the closest I could get at this time in my life. I ordered them and just hoped I could get them out the letterbox before anyone else. And I did. That was my first experience and it was awesome, so I tried again a few times, and it was easy to trick the website and order more than one tester. One time I ordered a pink one that was specially for girls, I'm a cis man by the way. They always took four to six weeks for delivery, so it was a gamble every time. One day I came home from school and my mum sat in front of the kitchen table with an open package. Yes, it was exactly what you're thinking, and asked me about it. That was very embarrassing for me. A pull-up diaper addressed at my name and even one for girls. I was instantly red and sweating, but of course I acted stupid and like I didn't know anything about it. I walked backwards out of the room, my heart beating like a drum, and my parents didn't see me much for the next few days. But at night, I sneaked to the kitchen where the package was still on the table and took it with me into my room. I'm sure my mum had to notice that the next day, but she never asked me about it again, and I am very thankful for this. Years later, when I got an apartment in the house of my parents, my dad found some diapers in my bathroom one day. He was looking for toilet paper. Yeah, sure, I know him better. He's a curious snooper. (laughs) After this, my mum asked me again if I had a problem with incontinence and if we should go to a doctor to handle it and so on. That again was pretty embarrassing and I was again fire red and sweating, but I told her everything was fine. It's nothing like that and then remained silent till she left my room. And I think she understood. (laughs) And she said okay, I will never ask you about it again. And she didn't. (laughs) There was a time I was lazy in the morning wearing a diaper and a pink pajama, but I had to get a letter out of the box and it was very early. So I sneaked to the front door in this particular outfit and got the letter. The moment I was at the box, I heard the door from the floor of my parents upstairs and I rushed my way back inside my apartment. Of course, it was my mom going upstairs while getting a glimpse of my pink pajama as I slammed my door like my life depended on it. Pretty sure she saw me real good, but like she said, she never asked me about it. 
After all, I am very thankful that my mum is so chill with it, even if she doesn't understand it. My dad isn't so chill about it, but that's a whole other story. I think he's become a bit more open-minded in the past few years, or at least he doesn't care, and that's fine for me. I don't have to talk about it with them, and I am glad those teen years are over. After all, this is just another thing about which we are silent, and I am more than okay with that. Hope you like this little story about my very early ABDL experiences. I apologize for my bad English. Kind regards, Fluffy. Wow, that made me so nervous. I actually remember doing that with pillows and whatever else I could find, a clown nose dressed up like that and came out of my bedroom and somebody saw me and I, I slammed the door so hard as if that was gonna like undo it. So I, oh, that just took me back. <laughs> Please keep sending these in to thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. That's thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. And remember, it doesn't have to be perfect. If you like the podcast, please consider rating and leaving a review, especially if you listen with Apple Podcasts. Today, the circus returns to Berlin, Germany, and I invite you to join me as we go under the big top. I'm just trying to, like, decipher my notes, because I make notes, but they never make sense. Um... <laughs> Hi. It's the Pinchy. Hey. It's the Pinchy. <laughs> I have, uh, do you know what? Actually, this is going to be good because I have, I think, spoken about you more than, uh, although I don't, I, I usually speak about people and I just say, like, oh, this person, oh, oh, my friend, this person. So I don't know actually if it sounds like that, but I think I've spoken about you more than anyone else. <laughs> Because you've been like a big part of my kink journey. Yeah, but uh, for like one or two years now, it's crazy, in my opinion, kind of. But um, yeah, um, it's something which just um, develops uh, with a time now. I'm so long in this community and I really like to um, help people um, getting into it and feeling self-aware with themselves. I mean, I was pretty stupid i think in the way that i just like showed up in a foreign country didn't know anyone didn't have anywhere to go and you were like why are you here okay come to this event yeah <laughs> yeah i know it's um i did also stupid stuff um when i was younger i um flew to switzerland to meet someone i didn't knew before like this and um it turned out that we had some kind of um relationship for one or two years um but to be honest, I'm from Switzerland and um, Hamburg, it's like um, you can meet all few months and yeah. Mm. <laughs> but this was one of the first um, persons I did a bit more um, in the King scene together. Did you... Okay, so like, I, I guess I've always thought of you as like the guy who... Because like, you have been a huge part of my journey because I have... That's how I entered the community. That's how I like went to my first event, got the confidence to start doing this stuff, left that event, came home, quit my job, decided <laughs> kink had to be my whole life. <laughs> and then like everything that I tried since then was uh, either with you <laughs> in Berlin <laughs> or uh, like only a couple other people here. So how did it start for you like what kind of what came first and how did you get involved in the community in the first place um the abdl and diaper stuff was there like um since i was a little child to be honest mm -hmm. um my younger brother had um diapers and i sneaked some just um to drive him then there was a few years nothing and um 
we were some kind of a first people who had um, internet um, in the mm. 90s and um, yeah with the internet that came like um, googling for um, diaper related things and because you have the thoughts in your head and you start um, looking around and you're finding some uh, boards and sites with people discussing about these things and um, yeah there were um, already the first munches um, in Hamburg then which was like um, 50 to 70 kilometers away from my home so it was a really long journey um, for someone like me without any car or stuff like that but um, I was there and um, got in touch with the people there and tried to meet uh, more and more people through the years and when I was 16, I had my own bike, uh, my motorbike, and just um, got to the next bigger city and um, into the pharmacy and um, ordered my first um, diapers. It was, uh, I think, a tense, um XS9 or something like that. <laughs> so you're traveling to get... Okay, because I just can't imagine. Like, when I was 16, I was so closeted and like I just wasn't prepared to accept any of these things about myself how did you from such a young age have this like and and how old are you when you're meeting people for the first time already um it was around 15 16 jeez um might be 16 I think um I drove with a bike um to a train station and then just um hopped into the train met uh, one or two people I knew from uh Lübeck which was the next, uh, next bigger city. And then we drove together to Hamburg. And um, yeah, I have no idea how I could even find the um, confidence for such things, to be honest. And um, I'm also very um, surprised about everyone who's um, coming uh, to places like the Quee guys for the first time. So it's a first event in the life in a kinky um, condition. And first thing we do is um, heading to the Quergeist, which is um, like a BDSM club somewhere in Berlin. My favorite place in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Mine too. That's uh, why I'm so um, try to make things there and organizing um, the events. But um, for myself, I don't think that um, I would go. Uh, when I was younger, like 16, 17, 18, I, I don't think that I would go um, to an event like this as the first thing ever in this community. Mm. So I went to a munch in a cafe and we just sat there and played some board games. And after that, I met a few people afterwards on a more regular basis. And since then, it just um, runs. I started my Tumblr blog, um, got in touch um, for Tumblr with a few people. And from time to time, there were some German um, community pages um i don't even know if they still exist um they were very bad on some uh, joomla very slow and some of them were there for three years then they were away then there was another one and for another three years but um, through this you get more and more um context and people you know and your bubble just grew bigger through the mm. years so for you was it then like diapers first or was it yes ab okay um Maybe a bit of both. Um, when I really got more into the scene with 15, 16, 17, um, my parents started to divorce um, with a lot of um, stress and being loud and discussing uh, with both. And I used this as a part of um, getting into my own world and try to um, mm. ignore this um, stress. 
but um, yeah, it's always some kind of both. Mm. When I sleep, I take my um, binky in and um, my onesie, and but I also like the sexual part of it and um, squishing around and playing with others. Mm -hmm. So we, I've I've talked about this <laughs> so many times. Every episode lately, I kind of bring this up, but like I have gotten to the point where. I just know that messing is next. I just know that it's next. <laughs> I always did this, to be honest. <laughs> from the beginning? Um, yeah, really. Um, my first um, diapers I had from the uh, pharmacy uh, when I was 16, um, I already messed them. Okay, that's kind of cool. <laughs> no one was at home, and um, I just had to um, be quick and take them out into the trash before um, someone came back home. How many times, like, because I, like, there's so many times that I got caught or, like, almost caught doing stuff. And it just, all of that makes me so nervous. <laughs> like, when I used to have housemates, there was no way, like, getting dressed up or anything like that was always, I, I would always be so afraid that I'd get caught. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, at home with my parents. Uh, my mom found one time uh, my nappies, which I um, hide into the um, cardboard uh -huh. where my clothes were in, and uh, below my clothes were, were the nappies. So um, yeah, she really had to um, get through it, or yeah, maybe she just um, brought some um, laundry back and put into the um, boards. But um, yeah, we didn't really talk about it. I tried to talk with her after it, but um, it was a very closed um, conversation. So it ended mm. up in uh, throwing the nappies away. And um, that's it for the moment. And mm. for the next time, I just uh, hide them better and <laughs> started over again. But I also just uh, moved out when I um, turned 18 mm. um, next to Lübeck in my own flat. And um, yeah, started working, and after that, I did my studying in the same flat. So I was always on my own and had no issues with other people walking around. That's really, really, really cool. Yeah, that was like the biggest thing for me was I always had because I was living in London, and I just mm -hmm. I, you have to live with people, yeah. and so like running around trying to hide all my <laughs> all my stuff, and a lot of my stuff makes noise because it squeaks and honks, and that's yeah. <laughs> Uh, that would that would be a nice uh, conversation from your um, flatmates. Uh, what was it, Honky? <laughs> <laughs> so many times, so many times, I had to be like, "Oh, I don't know, what was that?" Um, how then did Pinchy come to be? Because you have this like character like down, you know? Because I'm so I I would love to make a first sono, but I'm so like I change my mind what I want to look like all the time. Um, yeah, um, Pinchy started when um, there was a time a few people from the diaper age play bubble started um, to get into the pub play stuff, especially pub ace from Hamburg. And after seeing the photos of him and um, talked a bit with him about it, um, yeah, it just um, came in my mind, hey, let's try it. And I visited um, a pair in New Munich, I think in Nuremberg it was. It was a weekend there and just tried a puppet. And in, um, instantly in the moment I had a puppet um, on my head, 
I just um, was out of the normal stuff and just uh, really felt it. So um, in that moment, it was very pragmatic for myself because it was a way easier to get in some kind of headspace. Totally. Because I just had to put over um, yeah, the mask instead of just uh, getting petted and a onesie and a binky and a stuffy. Mm -hmm. So and then I just ordered my uh, mask with my um, ex-boyfriend for that time. We have both the same mask with the green splashes. Mm -hmm. But um, he's not really um, doing kinky stuff at the moment anymore. So some kind still just me and yeah since then it just um walks by and i'm uh, doing it and big pro of all of it i can show my um face without showing my face totally yeah. on social media and stuff so i don't have to just uh post some nasty uh crop shots from my nappy <laughs> <laughs> and can uh, express myself a bit more through the photography yeah also that's another thing you take really good photos Yeah, I'm doing it for like 12 years now, um, which comes from the music photography. It's, yeah, I'm I'm really bad at <laughs> taking photos. And that was actually, it was Instagram that we started back when I, mm. you know, they banned me from Instagram and I still mm. can't get back. Oh, God damn it. It's like, it's, it feels like I'm the only one which hasn't been suspended yet. <laughs> But, like, there's nothing on mine. No, there was nothing. It's so, it's so random. And now people are starting to hop over to threads, which is the same shit. It's uh, the like, same shit, man. It's also for Meta. So they use the same algorithms and doing the same um, suspending shit. So I don't know why people um, want to use this. Are people using it, though? Um, a few. It's not that big in Europe since... Um, yeah, it's, like, not big at all. They haven't really yeah. published it here yet. It came um, out here and, like... <sighs> Within a few days, it was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I don't see any um, benefit from it. It would be just another social media account I could have and don't use. Yeah. Like, um, I don't really do anything on my Twitter or X account. I don't do anything on Tumblr at the moment. I have even the pub space um, community stuff I'm not using. I'm thinking um, of moving back to Tumblr at this point. Um, yeah, when Instagram is um, on the end um, for the King stuff, and yeah. Twitter is also like um, shit, to be honest. Yeah. Do you actually do like pup play? Because I don't think I've seen you be like, I mean, everyone's pup play is different. Everyone has a different like mm -hmm. headspace. Because I don't really think I do. I think I just like the mask. I, sometimes I do, but for me, it's really mm -hmm. like... Because I got the, after seeing your rough stuff mask, I got mm. one because it's so easy, just on and off. I don't have to yes. do makeup. Ugh, um, so I'm more um, in my little space the most time instead of a pup space and mm -hmm. puppy stuff. So, um, yeah, even if I have a pinchy mask on, it drives me really quick into a bit little mode, just um, playing with Legos or doing some stupid things. So I'm not really into the puppy or dog play. Mm. And um, just like uh, the community aspect for me and the aesthetic. Yeah, it's very social for me. And I think... Mm. And um, it's a way easier for me to uh, get in touch with people. I was um, very anxious and nervous uh, before I started uh, with Pinchy and getting into the pub scene. Because uh, with a mask on my head, it was a way easier for myself to get in touch with people. Which sounds... Kind of awkward, but um, it worked very well out. I think it's really, it's the same for, there's really, really something to like 
the power of just slipping that hood on and you immediately, I don't know, it, it's, you can't be self-conscious. And so it just really, really does let you be yourself. And it lets you relax in a way that I've, it's the same thing when I, I do the, the clown face. So it's, mm-hmm. it's then like I, it's like armor, like nobody can really recognize me properly. But like, I remember actually the first time I met you, it wasn't until hours later in the night that I saw you, you took the mask off for a second. I was like, oh, that's what you look like. Please. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I think that's also why I'm not very deep or interested into getting more um, into the furry scene, because mm. um, the mode I'm or the combination I do at the moment works uh, really perfectly for myself. Because I think I'm not too much into it, but um, it's also one aspect that you um, get into the fursuit and have a kind of headspace and just being a kind of different person. Yeah, I really like the idea of it. I tried a fursuit on actually recently mm. and I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it, but I, I, I like being like a cartoon character, right? But I don't mm. know if like, it's it's so much money to like get one that I feel like the, I, I, I have too much anxiety about like, it needs to look perfect. You know what I mean? Mm. And and yeah, you have to find someone who can do this and very good and yeah, and really like you want to have it. But yeah. um, the idea to um, get your cartoony person, what you like um, drawing or have in your head, um, getting into some kind of a fursuit would be interesting. But um, for me, it's a bit um, the same like I have with my rubber suit. I bought it. I um, bought it for some kind of money. And I just wear it not often enough, to be honest, um, to make this kind of investment um, reasonable. And when I see what some kind of fursuits can cost, and then I think about how often you will wear (laughs) uh, this fursuit, Okay, how into rubber are you? Um, a bit, um, not too much. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, the thing is, I have my rubber suit, but I also have like um, eight onesies um, mm-hmm. in my wardrobe. And jumping into a onesie is a way more comfortable and easy. So comfy, so easy. <laughs> I also don't like being wet or gloopy. I hate lube. So... I spent a lot of money on my rubber clown suit and I love how it looks. Yes. I <laughs> but also, I also love aesthetics. It's, it's, it's very cool, but I also, yeah, I don't wear mine very, very often. And actually, um, the so two episodes ago, I had uh, a couple friends around and we, we played and they put their rubber on and we did inflation, which was so, so fun. But they're like, oh, you should put your rubber on and we, like, we can do like a whole rubber thing. And I was like, ah. Okay, but I have to like prepare myself because it feels so slippery and gross. And then I get so hot in it. And I like, eventually I'm like, I'm too hot. We have to stop. Like I, <laughs> I'm overheating. <laughs> it's like really, really difficult to play in rubber if you're not, I guess, really, really into the feeling of it. Mm. Yours yeah, is cool I've... though. Yeah, um, I think I got too late um, into it to make a kink out of it. So it's for me 
um, like 90% just um, the aesthetics I really like? I'm really like a visual person, so I totally understand that. Like, I'm very, very much into the... This is the other thing. I think I would be more of a plush suit person than a fursuit person. Because I think that's cuter. Uh, these kind of bitch suits um, you see from time to time. Mm -hmm. Just being in a big teddy bear and... Um... Yes. I, I just want to be a big teddy bear and yeah. all the littles can hunt me. <laughs> How did you get into uh, Impact and spanking then? Um, it started with my last friend because he was um, very... Um pushing boundaries and um, try to get you into the next level because he was a lot of into the um, fisting stuff, but also right. into a lot of other kinky things. But it was always like um, a kind of tournament for him to really push the mm. boundaries and getting to the next level. So when it came to a spanking, I spanked him, He but, but also he um, spanked and tortured me. Um, he really tried to push me to the next um, level and um, getting more and more um, out of it. Mm. And since then, um, it kind of stuck on me and I really appreciate uh, <laughs> hurting others. <laughs> or, yeah, um, I know. <laughs> uh, not hurting. I, let's say um, playing with others because um, on the one side it hurts them, but um, it hurts them in a good way. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it's some kind of um, science for itself, I have to say, because um, you really have to um, listen to the sub and have a feeling for the sub, how he does feels and how he enjoys um, the impact play, because everyone is playing differently. Every dom mm -hmm. is doing um, his play differently, and also every sub is enjoying um, the impact play different. Some uh, are more like you and crying and talking a lot, mm -hmm. but um, there are also others that are just totally, totally still. Don't um, yeah. make a noise even. And for me, it's some kind of boring, <laughs> to be honest. But because <laughs> yeah. um, I really try to push um, the people a bit um, to be to be more interactive. Mm -hmm. So I really see, okay, he enjoys it and he um, he's feeling it. Yeah, I like that. Um, for me, everything is interactive. So I, I really enjoy being loud, being vocal and there being feedback. There being like, I really enjoy an audience and all of that kind of like joking and, and, and it being kind of silly and stupid. But then also it, 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 all of those things for me. But so there's... Um, Pup Ryu, who um, normally comes as well to the parties, he totally silent, doesn't react at all, and can can take a lot more pain than I can. But that kind of I don't know, it makes me a little uh, worried or uncomfortable sometimes. Like I'm like, okay, but when you don't Am react, it's it hard right? to know. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Like there's it's, but then again, I also think that I want to push the boundary of of what I can take because I think sometimes I just scream it out and that only means I can <laughs> do so much. Yeah. Um, you really have to talk or not maybe to talk, but you really have to get a feeling um, yeah. for your sub. Um, so you know how far you can go. Also talk before, uh, um, talk about a safe road and yeah. just um, take what you can take and just try things you're really comfortable with. There, There's no rule book um, on BDSM and impact play. Mm. Um, you as a sub, you are doing the rules in that moment. Yeah. 
and also it's meant to be fun. Yes. It's meant to be fun. If you're not having fun, you know, in the way that you want to have fun, which can be anything, but like if if something feels wrong, you like listen to your body because your body kind of knows when it's which okay, I did want to ask with your ex when you said pushing boundaries, like because I feel very, very much that I'm in a stage where I'm very excited to see what I can do. Because pain was a big limit for me, and then uh, you changed that, so <laughs> I realized that I can I can do a lot of other stuff. Um, was that like a really positive, safe experience, or yes. was there an element of that? Good, cool. So it was all it's what it was um, always um, confidential, and we had fun, and we really enjoyed it. And um, he also pushed me one time so far that I. Um, uh, just swear out for a moment, mm-hmm. which was uh, crazy. And uh, wait, you passed out? I uh, passed out, yeah, for a few seconds because <laughs> he bit me Jeez. so hard um, in my bum. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, crazy in that moment. Wow, I like that it's biting the bum because that's so. I, Anything that's silly, I like. <laughs> <laughs> there is also kind of like a science to it in that mm. you, yeah, as you say, it's different for everyone. But like, I didn't realize the difference between good pain and bad pain is very, very, very real. And yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Like, you can enjoy pain, but you can also, um, yeah, not enjoying it. And then it just makes no fun and you hope it's uh, it will end uh, as yeah then it's just ow possible. yeah then it's just like yeah yeah then then there is no connection and it's like getting mm-hmm. slapped uh, by someone on the street to be honest and yeah. it's also no fun yeah. for most of the people <laughs> <laughs> okay so actually i have a friend who <laughs> this is so not that funny but it, but it is um she, <laughs> We were in uh, Morocco uh, earlier this year and we turned a corner and somebody just punched her. And it was so like, and and we very quickly realized this guy was like totally out of his mind. So it was like not even worth like doing anything. We just, we just left. But she was so surprised that this happened that like, she said it didn't even hurt that much, but like, I just was so shocked that I started crying. And that's that. That's what that is. It's like if you were to just get hit by some stranger, your entire body goes into this like fight or flight, and the actual enjoyment comes from being able to turn off the fight and flight and be like, no, you can just enjoy the sensation and know that you're safe. That's so crazy to me. How's that real? That's so crazy to me. This like totally opened up a whole new world. Mm. Like, I never, ever, ever would have put that shock collar on. <laughs> but there was the way... But you tried it. Yeah, because you put it in the bag and you were like, I mean, you don't have to. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't think I'm... I don't think that's for me. And you were like, okay, sure, I'm just going to bring it anyway. And I was like, <laughs> wait, but now I... Yeah, but we tried it um, in a safe way. <laughs> I just put it on and gave you a remote for the first moment and you tried it on yourself. In that case, so you really knew, you just were um, curious about it and just tried it. And you could also say, no, I don't like it. And that's it. Yeah, which I think is kind of like the worst mind game, uh, because <laughs> you know that that means I, I, that I'm going to want to try it. 
but it seems like there's some kind of a uh, kink sponge uh, when it comes to new yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm still kind of like, how did you end up getting so involved in the community side of things? Because you do a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And as you said, you were very, very involved with like getting new people comfortable in the scene and looking after people. And you're really good at that. How, how did that, cause that to me is like, you know, I was so new when I met you that that seemed so far away for me, but when did that happen for you and, and how and, and, and why? Mm, it came a bit, um, I was always um, very um, active on social media and on the communities and stuff like that because um, they were the first point for me to get um, more confident with all those things and getting information and talking with other people. And since then, I just um, wanted to be part of a community and being there because um, if you want to get something from a community, you have to give something to the community. It starts mm. just with like um, posting on social media. If you want to see um, other people posting stuff, post something on your own. And um, it's the same just for discussions, events, and um anything if you want to have good persons in the community be a good person in the community it's um, to be honest that easy but um, also not that easy and out from this um, i got some kind of range on social media and got uh, more and more people just um, heading to me talk to me and um, it was a time where i also had some time to chat with people and get in touch and meeting people and also try to find new people on my own. I moved to Berlin like um, two years ago or two and a half, I think, and didn't knew very much people here. So I just um, head into the communities, uh, looked up who's um, living next to Berlin or in Berlin and just um, meet up with them. And same was in Hamburg when I started to get into the puppy community. I just um, got in touch with people, meeting them and getting into the bubbles and other people just came to me and like other people just um, helped me getting into the community. I'm now um, also helping people to get into it. But um, for the Kvegas thing, I now um, have outsourced the whole um, thing for new people now because I'm lacking of time and it's not fair in my opinion, uh, when I don't have time to chat with people which are um, nervous and cautious and don't really know um, someone to talk to. So we have a few buddies. We set a few buddies up like a little Irish boy, Sassy and um, Freddy. And um, yeah, they are now talking with the people and meeting up with them at our, at our events and just um, show them the rooms and helping them to get, um, helping them for the first steps um, in the events. So they are now doing what I did on the first place, for example. So um, I have time now to organize and helping more with the whole events. Which is like really amazing. This is one of my favorite things about, I mean, that was my first event ever. So I really started high and every other event now, I'm like, oh, it's not as good. But like, um, yeah, that place just it did so much for me. And like you did so much for me. And actually, Little Irish Boy, he's another one who I remember when he came for the first time and he yeah, didn't know he anybody and he totally, was so nervous. 
Yes, really. And now he's like. That's why he was up for, hey, do you need another buddy to um, talk with people and getting them into the club? Because we did the same for him. So as I said um, before, be a good person in the community and you will get good persons in the community. That's a great way of looking at it. I mean, as you say, it's so simple, but like, I think. It it's goes not that a really, simple, really I know. long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it, it, it matters. It goes a long way and it makes a difference because you can tell the events that really, you know, look after the people and those that don't. And same with actually I remember one time I was so new to everything, actually, when I met you. So I remember is like a year or two ago now, that I messaged you being like I, I was just struggling with social media bullshit. Like I you know, seeing every, cause I, w- I wasn't on social media before this. I was like brand new to social media. So I was just like, I'm getting so depressed looking at everyone's lives and feeling like I'm not doing enough. And Oh no, never do this. Yeah. Like 90% so... of social media is bullshit or yeah, photos man. from a photo shooting dumping over the next month. Yeah. Yeah. None of it's like, none of it's real. And, and it's so, you know, I already knew that and still I got sucked into it and and really had a, like a hard time with it. But I remember you said something kind of similar and I was like, oh, yeah, OK, maybe I just put the phone down because <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, I just don't have the um, you just don't need to be posting everything you do. And when I post the things that I'm like, oh, yeah, great. This looks so cool or whatever, like my my rubber suit. People have said the same thing to me that they're like, oh, it just looks like you're like having such a crazy time and like wow i'm so jealous and i'm like yeah it's not it's not real it's yeah. not real you have a, everyone has a <sighs> thank you for coming to my ted talk <laughs> yeah but um that's the reason i um still have one post on my instagram online which i posted on my birthday two years ago yeah where I was in a very bad situation because i don't um had a place in berlin to stay and was new in berlin and was totally fuck up in the moment and it's still on instagram and it's um yeah especially just um for this reason because not everything is always fine totally. and great yeah and there are um, heavy days and days which are not fun and um my life is also some kind of chaotic and there's always something you yeah. have to keep track and some things are just nice and great but some things you just don't want to do and mm. every time i get a letter i know oh something to do <laughs> as somebody who hates having to do anything ever yes i okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay i wanted to ask you so when you moved to berlin because i mean i only to be fair every time i go i really i pretty much only hang around schoenberg and now I just I love being in that scene. What but what is it about Berlin that made it the kink capital of the world? Why is it so kinky and why is it like I don't know, it's just like we have Manchester here, which is like our kink capital, and there's like a whole mm. history and reason and whatever and blah blah blah. It just I think it grew through the years because um at Quillguys, for example, we're doing um only the Ferienlager age play weekends for like over 10 years now. Mm. And the Quiggers itself is now um, 35 years next year. And um, like this, a lot of um, scene and stuff is in Berlin for such a long time. And always um, with some kind of sex positive vibes and just do what you want to and um, be who you want to. 
and still protecting it and try to keep it. And I think just out of that way, you have so many clubs and scene in Berlin still. Um, more and more is uh, disappearing, but it's yeah, it's like kind of everywhere, and those kind of clubs and scene is just moving forwards um, somewhere else most of the time. But um, in my opinion, it comes out um, from something like that. But um, yeah, I'm living for two years now here, so um, I'm not really too much into it, and I'm not really a party person. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I really like. I still to haven't be... been to lab. <laughs> yeah. Me neither, and um, I don't know. Maybe one day, maybe not. Um, I really, I'm happy when I made it one or two times a month uh, to Quegas, and I just have a ten, min uh, ten minutes drive from here, so <laughs> it's not that far from myself. Mm. But um, yeah, you have to work, and you're doing other stuff, and there are concerts, and um, I like to do everything, so I really have to um, yeah, manage my free time. <laughs> Yeah, your free time. See, the thing is, we have different versions of free time. My free time is free. My free time is, it's it's. If I fill it with stuff, then it's not free. It's my free time. I, I like. I'm very good at doing nothing. Mm, yeah, Whereas not... you, you do like a thousand. Like the first few times I've been for the ABDL weekend, you've been like back to back concerts. Mm, yeah, we had um, left me. For two years, um, the May event was it, I think. We were on a concert on Thursday and on a concert on Friday. And um, after the concert on Friday, I just hopped into the Quegas to do, um, look if everything is all right on the Ferienlager event. Then we drove home and had Saturday, Sunday the event. And on Monday, I helped with um, yeah, getting everything back to normal. Well, yeah, that, I will never do this again, to be honest. But um, yeah, it's just crazy. And I'm very bad at doing nothing. It's it feels like um, wasted time for myself, and I really hate it um, that it feels like that, because I really know that I have to slow down um, from time to time. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, sometimes if like I struggle to do things, and I'm like, oh, I feel bad, I'm not doing what I need to do. So whatever, no one's perfect. Yeah, but it's some kind of both. I I am always like, especially when I, because the thing is. I'm not, I don't like going out. I like to stay, I like to stay out at Quellgeist because it's, there it's more chill and social mm. and I can stay out longer because it's, I can just sort of sit down and do nothing or whatever. But like, I don't like staying out late. And so every time I come, I feel like I don't, I either don't see enough of the city or I don't see enough of the people that I have made friends with there or I don't go to enough other events because I, I like to go, you know, and see what else there is. Like I say, I haven't been to lab. I don't think it would be my thing at all, but I still feel like as a tourist, I should go and see it and just, mm. you know, whatever, or go to Kit Kat Club or, or, or you know. Yeah. So I always feel like I don't do enough because <laughs> I sort of like devote my time to the ABDL weekend and then like, do a lot of sleep <laughs> yeah even the abdl event uh with three days and um the team is always there until four to five sometimes six a.m in the morning and um, on the next day we're starting again around um four or two yeah, on four. I, I hope it's four actually <laughs> it's, that was the thing four i didn't understand so. that it didn't really close so I don't know if you remember this, the first time I arrived, because by the way, I thought I was coming for Folsom and I arrived at totally the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it was a US uh, Folsom instead. Yeah. 
So like, so stupid. So like, I don't know how I did that. But I, and, and then I arrived really late at night and I remember calling and being like, hey, like, how long do you stay open for? Like, should I even come? And it was like 10. And I don't remember who it was on the phone, but they were like, uh, yeah, you can come. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. But like, what time does it close? They were like, I don't understand the question. <laughs> what do you yeah, mean close? Um, yeah. The, um, we have like 200 to 230 people um, at the Quay guys on this weekend. So, and no one wants to leave in most of yeah. the cases. So, um, yeah, it will end up um, until the crew don't um, want to do it anymore. So, um, yeah, yeah, the yeah. crew is just saying, okay, we're done. <laughs> yeah. And then we um, try to um, get the people away from the club. But we have such a great crew and they are all so motivated and i really love um the people for the work and the ambitions they have and um i'm not staying until the end um at the ferienlager because um i really try to be one of the first uh when it starts so i can't really stay until 6 a.m there and sleep just five mm. hours and get back into the um, event yeah but um yeah but others um, can do it, want to do it. Um, there are also people who are starting um, at 2 a.m. in a club and going clubbing. And I'm like at 2 a.m. Oh, okay, let's go to sleep. Yeah, man. <laughs> I like sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I like doing nothing. Yeah, we're getting old, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I turned 28. I may as well be 57. Inside, mm. I'm just like, I was, uh, I like sleeping. Okay, as somebody who doesn't, um, I don't know, I never really did, I never really did dating. And um, my friend put it an interesting way. He said that I do like this puppy love thing with my friends, where I'm very affectionate with my friends. And for me, that is kind of like how I express that side of me. But I've never done like dating or anything like that. It just doesn't, it's not interesting to me. Do you think dating in kink is especially difficult or have you always um, kind of dated within the community? And It depends where you are in Berlin. It's um, on the one hand difficult, but on the other hand, um, kind of easy because um, you have a lot of kinky people in Berlin, but this is also the difficulty of it because everyone has some kind of FOMO. And thinking about, mm -hmm. okay, when I meet with him, I can't meet this person or this person or this person. And maybe mm -hmm. this person is better than the one meeting now. <laughs> this is this is the problem of fucking Berlin. And that's why I have a boyfriend who's living in Duisburg. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, okay, but it's also a perfect match now um, with Tosi Boost. So um, I don't even, yeah. I think I met most of the interesting people for myself in Berlin. So I really know um, there's no one nearly as interesting and good for me like um, Tosibu now. But um, yeah, you have a lot of people you can get in contact and it don't have to be a relationship for everyone because I think not everyone is made for a relationship totally, yeah. or for a deep kind of deep relationship. So you can find a lot of good people. You just uh, can hang around, have a bit of fun with each other and um, doing some kinky stuff, go to events together and just being there in a bigger kind of bubble or in your own kind of um, yeah family. So mm. um on the term like um, kink is family or my kinky family, there's some yeah. kind of, um, it's some kind of true. Totally, totally. It's, it's found also, family, yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, the form family, uh, the kind of family you can choose. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's more healthy for yourself, especially when you have some kind of toxic um, family um, through your blood. Yeah. Hey, table for one. I mean, I think as well that I found, I got that kind of FOMO thing, uh, I think maybe the first or second time I came because I thought I was missing out in terms of like, oh, should I be playing more? Should I be doing more sessions? Should I be... And and my style of play as well is very like, I don't know if I want to play with someone until I kind of get to know them first. Yep. And it's the same for me. Yeah. So it it just, I tried that a little and then was like, oh, wait, no, I'm not missing out. I'm not missing out on anything. Like, I remember it was actually, uh, I went upstairs into one of the cuddle areas with someone and in a couple of minutes, I was like, actually, I'm, I just, I'd rather go back downstairs. Can we just go hang out downstairs? And then we ended up having the best night and that was way mm-hmm. more fun. And I way more enjoyed like being immersed in the community and being with all the like, just sitting there and looking around at all these cool people wearing what they want to wear, being themselves. I never, ever, ever in a million years would have thought that I would have the confidence to dress up as a clown in front of people. Or, you know, walk around in a, in a diaper or, or, or mm. anything. Like, I... Oh, actually, I haven't won a nappy at Pride. I've done two Prides now. And first time, just did the puppyhood, felt safe. This time I did full full clown. And I <laughs> never thought I'd be brave enough to do that. And it was all just seeing other people do it first that, like, mm. totally changed yeah. that for me. Yeah, it's uh, the same for me. I'm, I really really play um at queer guys to be honest um i'm just there getting in touch um with people and just having a drink talking with them and um enjoying when other people just um having fun and um, enjoying the place so um yeah it's mostly this but um yeah i'm not playing with a lot of people because i really really want to know them well and mm-hmm. um the problem is I had um, very good sessions um, years ago, and um, that's why I'm very um, picky when it comes to um, people I really um, trust and really play with, because um, there are too many people not really good at playing um, like I want to play with them. Mm-hmm. Is that for you then all very headspace-based? Um, yes, because um, I can't really um, get into the headspace when I know, oh, is he now um, slapping me right or is he me um, slapping somewhere where it really hurts or don't make fun or, um, yeah, that he really can read my um, emotion emotions um, in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I get that. But on the other hand, there are enough people that just um, get in touch with someone for five minutes and then they have an awesome night and just play. So I'm totally fine with that, but um, it don't work for me. Yeah, I'm the same. And and again, play is what you decide between two people. So, mm-hmm. you know, totally cool. Yeah, but um, this is why it, uh, why, I, why it turns out for me um, that it's easier for me to be um, the dom. Mm-hmm. or more dummy uh, when it comes to impact play because um, I really know how to um, punish and punish others because um, I just know how it feels good on myself. 
mm-hmm. and how I want it on myself. But I don't trust people um, enough that they will make it um, good enough to me. So I just um, take the pedal and uh, make it as good as possible. <laughs> and it started to uh, make really, really fun for myself. And I really enjoy it also just no, just being the one um, who's slapping someone. Mm. Yeah, I started a little. I've started like a little being the dom with that. Uh, because, again, I sort of had the best first experience because you really knew what you were doing. But it meant that I was kind of like, I would rather be the sub because I don't want to, I don't want to be, I don't want to do anything wrong i guess and so with the people that i have been the dom for it's been a very very like slow process because i feel like that that takes a while to learn yeah um totally and um it's very different um depending on the sub um you have at the moment the one um just want to get slapped the other one needs a bit more cuddling um another yeah. one uh wants to um count um during he got um slapped and the next one um yeah don't talk with him because um if you talk with him he's getting out of his um, headspace in that moment totally yeah yeah and some of us just like screaming yeah, and I like um, to count and um, need someone who just uh, talks to me because um, if someone's not talking to me, I'm starting to think. And when I think, yes. I'm yeah. out of everything. So I uh, just, yeah, someone just need to get, um, yeah, talking to me. I've noticed that I, well, I've noticed, someone has pointed out to me that I am really, really, really verbal to the point that I'm constantly like I have to have constant conversation and I was wondering why that was. And I think it's the same thing that if I, if we're not talking, then I start thinking and then I, then I start getting out of it. Then I start going somewhere else and I need that. Like <laughs> just mm. keep talking. Um, okay. I'm just looking at the time. We're sort of coming to that time. I gave you homework. Do you have a yay for the day for me? Um, yeah, some kind of, um, I'm, very very happy and positive about the fact that um the king scene and all these bubbles or family or community is growing so much and getting so much attention and i think it was never easier to find a fitting community or a fitting place for yourself um like now Mm. and this is just awesome and just um came through the years and mm. um, I'm really happy to be a part of it and um, making it um, for upcoming people easier to get um, into it and find just a place where they can um, try out themselves in a safe way. That's awesome. And you really are like a driving force in that, which is really, really cool. Yeah, and uh, it drives me sometimes kind of crazy, but I really <laughs> enjoy it and... Um, very looking forward for a September event with a lot of stuff which is coming up again. Do you know what? And you will be also there. Yeah. I think I'm going to make that my yay because... So last year I went to Folsom and that was so much fun. Loved it. And this year I wanted to try out Folsom San Francisco. Although, honestly, people were saying to me that I should... If I'm going to go, like go to Door Alley and... and 
not go to anyway. So I wanted to do both Folsom's this year, and I'm doing neither because the dates that I'm traveling, it just it, I couldn't make it work, and it would be insane to go to Berlin and then go to California and then go back to Berlin. So instead of going to either, I'm just coming for my favorite event in my favorite place in the world. And uh, yeah, actually, I was talking to um, to Mr. Christopher and I was like, just saying like, oh, I've never been to Folsom San Francisco. Like what? Do you think it's worth it? Like, should I, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm just planning my flights. And he was like, dude, just go to Berlin. It's your, it's like, if that's your favorite event and that like, just go, you're going to have so much more fun. So I'm, my yay is going to be that I'm coming back in September and I'm really, really excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we have so many stuff planned again. Um, there will be slime again and our water um, park. And uh, we have a gaming tournament again and another school lesson, uh, which, is, which will be a bit better prepared uh, with mm-hmm. some kind of... Um, yeah, you can tell what kind of punishments would be okay for you in that case. So um, the teacher can really just uh, snap your fingers if you want to or nice. <laughs> stuff like that. And... <laughs> I'm yeah, looking forward see. to... Uh, my, well, my lessons happen when I'm strapped to the cross. <laughs> yeah, we try to teach you some German in that case. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm also thinking maybe I'll bring some pies now that we have... A wet area, but I don't know. <sighs> um, on Sunday you can um, do it because um, on Friday and Saturday the wet area will be used um, the water, for water yeah, yeah. play uh, for water park. But on Sunday there's slime there and um, enough time to just um, use the area. Hmm. And I'm very sure there will be a few um, birthday kiddos on that weekend again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. I'll be the birthday clown. <laughs> For evil birthday clown, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I've been thinking about because a few people have asked now if I would uh, do a thing, and I said, "Oh no, I don't think so." Like performing isn't is like not really the thing for me. But um, for next year, we we are changing um, the dates a bit. We're heading one month um, um, ahead. So instead of May, we have end of June, and instead of September, we will have end of October. Some kind of Halloween. <sighs> So <laughs> I'm really looking for next yes. year in October for an evil <laughs> for an evil clown. <laughs> okay, that'll be cool. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. Yeah, yeah and be... uh, our summer edition with some uh, inflatable pink flamingos or <laughs> some other <laughs> stuff. So we have to think a bit about it because um, yeah. Oh shit! I have one of those. <laughs> Okay, okay, that'll yeah. be cool. That'll be cool. But I really hope it um, will be a good idea for all the people coming from uh, further away because um, we don't have a full-time struggle, we don't have a Berlin yeah. Marathon, we don't um, have a bank holiday in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope the hotel rooms will then be way cheaper and the flights and all the stuff mm-hmm. also. Yeah, pr- yeah, they should be. Yeah, in June we only have a problem that um, there's Pride season, so there could be some kind of Pride on the weekend. But what yeah. you gonna do? Well, but that also, I mean, it's handy if it's the same. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always something somewhere. So yeah. it's Berlin, man. There's always something. I was thinking today, though. I came up with like, oh, what if I was gonna do like an adult 
show for Littles and what would happen. And I was thinking of doing like a slapstick thing where the clown gets pantsed and, oh, oh, he's in a diaper and then gets babied and then an audience member can come and, and give the clown a change and then it can get more from there. <laughs> I have some filthy ideas, but I feel like... Have you start... already made a cartoon out of it? <laughs> no, uh, uh, working on it. <laughs> okay, anyway, thank you so, so much for uh, talking with me today. Where can people find you online? Um, easiest way is still Instagram with Papinchi. And I also have... Okay, well, if you have Instagram... Yeah, I also have um, a Telegram nick, which is now Pinchy or Papinchi. Oh, God damn it. Me and the online names. I have so many names. But um, I'm very slow at responding there, to be honest. Because, uh, no, it's just Papinchi on Telegram. And, um, yeah, I think this would be easiest. Or with luck in Berlin, just get in touch in person or meeting me at the Guys. Don't be shy. Just talk to me. Um, I talked to a few people a few days ago, and he was like, oh, I didn't want to interrupt you on Quegas and um, hadn't talked to you. And I just was like, there will be always someone I'm talking to. So just yes. uh, get to me and um, <laughs> poke me a bit from the side and um, get a hug. Let's have a nice chat. And um, if you want to, we can build some um, blocks or um, I just push you into the ball pit and <laughs> being a bit mean and then it's fine. <laughs> Uh-huh. Shoot them with a Nerf gun, yeah. Oh, shoot with a Nerf gun, yeah. That's another thing. The Nerf gun wars. Every time people are bringing more and more and more of those bloody Nerf I guns. know. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's long... your fault. <laughs> no, no. But um, I'm fine with it. As long no one gets um, shot who don't have a Nerf gun, then it's totally fine. And, uh, yeah, it's some kind of um, adventure trying to um, move around all the people when it's uh, crowded and just to <laughs> hit people who have a Nerf gun. Um, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at TStota. I refuse to call it X. Also, it's going to be over very soon, right? Yes, X is uh, nearly dead. And let's see how long we can uh, stay on Instagram. I look. I'm on the waitlist for Blue Sky. It's another community which you would ignore in the end. I'm on Pub Space, <laughs> and uh, my last login was like um, two years ago when they started. Yeah, I feel and, I'm and really they, bad at. Yeah, and they already sent me an email. Hey, if you don't log in, we will um, delete your account, and I still <laughs> get emails with uh, "come back, Pinchy." And anyway, thanks for chatting with me today, and join us next week as we go under the big top. Hey there, horny listeners. We talk a lot about safety on this podcast, and that includes the importance of safe toys that are actually designed for sexual pleasure. Bunny Shop's carefully curated products are body safe and prioritize quality, aesthetics, and safety. 
Bunny Shop takes a boutique approach to shopping for adult toys, with a wide range from affordable gems to unique luxury items for all experience levels. What I like most about Bunny Shop is the approachability. They've created such a welcoming space, and none of it's dark, intimidating, or feels like it's gatekeeping. And if you like pink, they've got you covered. Bunny Shop also donates a percentage of all sales to a non-profit of your choice. Plus, they ship quickly and discreetly. Let go of your shyness and embrace your self-love journey with confidence. Save 20% off your order today when you use my code BIGTOP. Visit bunnyshop.com, that's B-U-N-N-Y-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. Spelt with two P's and an E at the end. Don't be shy, let your freak flag fly.